Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you all for joining joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and I will be your host. And with me, I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing today, Father? I, I'm doing pretty good. I had kind of like a, a sentimental morning here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm packing up the office, so we, we know that last weekend or this past weekend, I announced that I'll be t- changing parishes. So we'll, we're going to talk about that today a little bit. And you got show. the pink slip. Got the. <laughs> not really. No, it's you no. Know, it's it not just, really. I got traded. <laughs> No, so I was, I was, I had some time this morning, so I was like, oh, I got to start at some point starting to pack things up, and it's yeah. packing up, you know, a couple of offices, and it's packing up the rectory, and so I, I started here at the St. Lawrence office, my main office, and I thought, well, there's plenty of clutter to just clean out no matter what, and then just kind of starting to sort through some things, but in the midst of that, and this was what happens when you start unpacking, I think, or, or you start packing things, you know, you find old stuff. And you get sentimental, at least I do. I come from a very sentimental family. If anybody knows my brother Brandon, the dude cries like my sister sends like one simple picture of a niece or nephew and he's bawling. So um, <laughs> I got a little bit of that in me too. So I was, anyways, I found these old DVDs from my um, my first mass that somebody had made me back then and then put the kind of the, they put together sort of a video with music with different clips and pictures and stuff and uh, it's person had interviewed my siblings too, and so that's in there. My parents. See, I watched that and got all sentimental, but got reflective just on the last twelve years of my my priesthood and everything that's happened in twelve years. Um, it's pretty incredible. My sisters, you know, you look at them and like my sisters didn't have any kids. Yeah. Kelsey was dating this other dude. Um, I think at the time, like so, she didn't even know Reggie at that point. Who her and Reggie now have six kids. Um, it's been twelve years. You know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, looking at, you know, people both from Ely that were in some of those pictures, which is really kind of funny, some really close people who have passed away, some of the priests who have passed away who are just mentors and, and inspirations to me and big supports to me, to seeing and knowing what other priests like in those pictures. And even some, a lot of the priests today, they were seminarians at my mass serving. It was kind of fun oh, to watch yeah. that. And uh, anyway, so I got kind of sentimental and reflective too, you know, just on last 12 years, I've just you realize how much you go through and how many experiences, good and bad, that you have. And you just got reflecting on some of the, the great graces and some of the big fails. And, um, yeah, just got thinking, wow, a lot has happened in 12 years. So I had one of those yeah. reflective moments that you have sometimes when you're packing things up. And a little bit of grieving, you know. I shared in the kind of my daily update today. It was like, you know, when you're going through any kind of change process, there's natural grieving that has to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I got I just kind of got a little, a little sad, and, but it was really good. Didn't realize how much I needed it, and but once you, once it came, I was like, oh, I need this. Yeah, and for for clarification, it'll be twelve years this this er, Saturday, this Saturday, June twentieth. Yeah, so I'll be twelve full years of priest. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's big time. It's big time. It's big time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Do you want to open us with a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we thank you for uh, creating us and for loving us, for sustaining us in all things, especially in your mercy. Lord, we just ask for your grace and your blessing upon um, our whole community and upon each one of our vocations. And I just ask for your grace as we uh, take these steps in the weeks ahead. But 
as we talk about it today um, in this podcast, Lord, help us through our conversation and help us as we kind of process all the information or the thinking about it and the feeling about it and just everything, Lord. We just ask for your blessing uh, and your grace. Lord, bless our, our, our whole community and everybody who's listening to this this week. Uh, Lord, just ask that you be with them wherever they are and in their lives and, and with their families or their struggles, their illnesses, everything. Lord, just pour forth an abundance of blessing and grace upon them. You know their needs. And so uh, I entrust them to you. Um, and yeah, we, we love you, Lord, and we praise you. Holy Spirit, guide us right now. And uh, Mother Mary, we turn to you as well. We're always in the presence of God, and we just ask that you intercede and pray for us. We pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How are you, Dan? I'm great. Um, we've, we've talked about this a couple times, but I, 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 so I picked up my puppy. Picked up the puppy, the cutter puppy. On Saturday. What's her name? Her name is Lola. Lola, that's a good name. She's yeah, she's uh, she's super cute. Uh, she knows she's cute. Um, but yeah, she's she's doing good. She's doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's uh, it's been it's kind of like nothing's really happened in the last three days, just because I've been trying to make sure that she doesn't like just like poop everywhere. Right until she starts, you know, chewing everything everywhere. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So it's definitely That's been the worst phase. It was kind of like a, like so I, we we went, we went and picked her up like early Saturday. We got there at like ten a.m. Saturday, so pretty much had all Saturday, Sunday, and then I took Monday off. So I was like, you know, then we can just have like I can just have three days, just kind of dedicated to her. Try to get on this like understand her schedule a little bit more, what she needs, where where she's at. Um, and yeah, so it was it was kind of it was like a really fast three days. It's like uh like I have like had a ton of text messages that I didn't even look at because <laughs> uh uh just because I was just like trying to like every I felt like I felt like every thirty minutes I was just like taking her outside and be like all right you know trying to see like where like, where she's at what she needs so it's good practice for if you're a dad someday you know <laughs> yeah, I know I I I, I, I kind of felt like that and I was just like oh if this is you know this is probably gonna be like a third of the work that oh, yeah. an actual like human person uh, is. actual human person is a lot more work <laughs> so I was just like a yeah a lot more responsibility this will be um yeah this will be good 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 practice but no she's she's doing good um she's She's sleeping for fairly well. She's kind of getting used to being in the crate by herself. Not super used to it, but a little bit used to it. At, at least when she knows I'm there, like when she's sleeping, a, a little bit better. But when I leave the room, she doesn't do very well. <laughs> so, um, does she when she sleeps or she's napping or anything? Does she like contort herself in different ways as she's sleeping? Um. I mean, a, a, a little bit. Um, I'll have to show you some pictures of yeah. Cutter. Yeah, she... Um, I she, got some pictures of Cutter that... Oof. She really likes just, like, curling up in a ball. Or, like, she, she also... One thing that's kind of, like, it's super cute, but also kind of annoying, is that she doesn't like to fall asleep, like, on the floor or on, like, a bed or anywhere. She, like, she likes to fall asleep in laps. Oh, boy. You so, got a breaker of that. So, so try, <laughs> trying to, like, work on that. And, like, it's adorable. But, um, like, so she'll, like, come and just, like, crawl up and lay down in the lap and then, like, nestle her face, like, in between, like, your arm and your, like, yeah. near torso. And it's adorable. But um, th- there was a couple times last night where she didn't, like, she fell asleep without going into my lap first, which is good. So we're getting there. That's good. But, I remember um, when, when Cutter was a puppy, he would, he loved, na- like, napping, just laying on you somewhere. Yeah. But he was also good at just kind of going over to the corner, like, 
lying yeah. in awkward positions and falling asleep. Yeah, she she hasn't. She, she still hasn't, does that. She hasn't really done that. Like there isn't much that she's like. Just like I'm tired, I'm gonna go go take a nap. Like I'll set her in her crate and she'll yawn, and then she'll come back out and lay down on my lap. And so I'm like, come on. But but yeah, she's cute. She's uh, she's cute. You brought her here the other day, yesterday, yep. and it was fun to see her and watch her run around. She's she's got that. She's got a couple of cutter traits. That's what I love. Like when she sits, like that straight back. Mm-hmm. That's cutter. So cutter's her dad, folks. And cutter's my dog who doesn't live with me. So. He's so he's not really he's your not dog? really my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Cutter sits still to this day, and Cutter's nine now almost, he, he just like really straight, straight back. She did that a couple times when she was here. I was like, hey, there's a Cutter pose. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that's good. So yeah, uh, this kind of this weekend was uh, like some a big thing in my life, and then a big thing in your life. Yeah, both having big <laughs> things, you know. <laughs> And I'm I'm getting moved to a new parish. It's a lot bigger and scarier. <laughs> well, not really. Yeah, <laughs> much bigger. It's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. So, um, so uh, it's it's kind of funny. And you and got a dog. You yeah. Know, it's a now you too. You have like a twelve to fifteen year commitment. You know. And, and so do you, right? And so do I. <laughs> At least that's the in, hope, right? Yeah, you never in, know what's gonna happen. Obviously, you thought that that's what this was gonna be here in Duluth, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and so um. I mean, I guess, I guess there's a couple of things that you want, you want to talk about. Um, so maybe let's talk about that before we get into the moves and transitions and yeah. changes and stuff like that. So one of the questions that I bet a lot of people are, are asking about, and I'm going to put more of this out um, probably on our website um, here uh, on Catholic Duluth and also on the Facebook page and kind of start getting the word out. Um, in the hopefully near future, is we are finalizing some things um, for an uh, 11 day pilgrimage to the Holy Land um, from December 31st. Um, I'm just looking at our current brochure. We just got a couple things to um, final edit on it. December 31st to January 10th. So we would leave December 31st and we would arrive back home in Minneapolis. On the n- evening of December or January tenth, get into Minneapolis like at I think quarter to ten at night. So you'd get home Sunday night pretty late, um, but you can still go to work Monday morning with jet lag and after having been on a beautiful pilgrimage with no time to reflect and just go right back to work. So um, <laughs> um, sounds great. Yep, we. Uh, but just want to let people know the plan is to go um, Israel. Uh, looks to be opening, I think, in August or September in terms of regular travel and, and some more regular flights. Um, so some of that's being, uh, you know, it's kind of being publicized in some of the travel world if you watch it. And so we've got some flights um, because of pricing and times of flights because everything's been turned around a lot. Is um, looks like we're going to fly Air Canada um, through Toronto to Tel Aviv. Um, and so uh, I'm a I'm a... Another airline guy, but I'm used to flying on Delta, but uh, it just didn't work out. Their prices were just a little too steep for us, and um, the the times in which we land and take off were were just not conducive to making this trip what we want to make it. And so, uh, so yeah, it's an 11 day trip. It's going to be a, around the four thousand dollar mark. Um, we're, that's one of the things we're just finalizing some of the pricing on that. Um, and it's going to be below the $4,000 mark. So when I say around, it's not going to be over that in terms of the 
the land and air package. So the land and air package includes like your your airline ticket, all the taxes and fees that come with that. Um, it's nine dinners, nine breakfasts, so most of your meals, a couple of lunches, most of your lunches will be covered or they're really minimal because breakfast and dinner are so big. Lunch is always just kind of on the road or just a snack. Um, uh, it covers most of the, the like fees in the hotels. Um, the only like thing, for instance, gratuities for tour guides and bus drivers. So it's $10 per day per person for guide and $5 per, t- per day per person for the bus driver. So that's kind of a pass the hat thing to be able to tip them. Um, and uh, But most everything else is included other than some of the beverages at meals. Anyways... It's a it's a really great trip. This is going to be my um, third time leading a pilgrimage there. It'll be my fourth time in the Holy Land. Um, give you an idea of some of the places or one of the days. So listen to this day. This is day four. This is certainly, I think, one of my favorite days. After breakfast, we will travel to the site where Christ performed his first miracle, Cana, where a surprise awaits for those married couples attending. Then we proceed to the lake shore of the Sea of Galilee to visit the Mount of Beatitudes, where the Sermon on the Mount is remembered. Travel to Tabaka, um, with its famous ancient mosaic commemorating the miracle of the multiplication of loaves and fishes. Take a memorable boat ride across the same lake Jesus walked, the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Tiberias. A delicious fish lunch is planned, eating St. Peter's fish, which is a fun little fish to eat. After lunch, continue to the church of Peter's primacy, where Peter declares his love for Jesus three times. That's after the resurrection, where Jesus oh, yeah. is cooking, cooking breakfast on the seashore, and Peter jumps out of the boat and feed my lambs, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, or feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Whatever lambs, he says. Whatever he says, yeah. right? <laughs> then to Capernaum to see the ruins of the ancient synagogue and St. Peter's house, and have Holy Mass will be celebrated here in Capernaum. So St. Peter's house is where, like, for instance, they lower the crippled man through the roof. Mm-hmm. And the ancient synagogue is John chapter 6, where John chapter 6 happens, where Jesus proclaims the bread of life discourse. I um, mean, we, we always have a reading of that, John chapter 6 there. Um, and you can, from the synagogue, you look out over the Sea of Galilee, and that's pretty cool. But yeah, and I mean, you know, Jordan River, Bethlehem, Ein Karim, where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, Jerusalem and everything that's involved with Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, the Garden of Gethsemane, um, the Holy Sepulcher, which is Calvary and the tomb, um, uh, Bethany, uh, yeah, just a lot of different places. So we kind of have our itinerary finalized. Um, I just have to, he sent it to me this morning, so I'm just, I've got to make a couple of final decisions so we can have a final price and a couple of final little details um, finished up and we're going to open it up. It's going to be opened up to the parishioners here of St. Lawrence and Holy Family first, even though I'm leaving. This was a trip planned for them, um, and there'll be a time frame for them to be able to register and put a down, a deposit down of $500 to reserve their spot. And, um, yeah, and then we'll open it up to whoever else would want to go. So we'll fill a bus of hopefully 50, 50, about 50-some people. So. so I'm excited to be able to share that. I know there's going to be people asking about it. I haven't talked about it yet. I'm going to wait to go fully online with Facebook or anything else um, to just have everything finalized and be able to turn people to where they can go print off a brochure and uh, hopefully let them know when we're going to have a meeting maybe about it. So, so yeah. I'm, Holy Land's always awesome, so I'm excited about that. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds awesome. Um, 
I definitely want to go someday. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about this day, but... Um, Gonna get that puppy. I know. <laughs> yeah, er, er, earlier today, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to afford it. I got a, I got a puppy to support right now. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds awesome. Everyone that I know that's gone to the Holy Land has thought it's been amazing. Yeah, been great. So, it really is. Uh, definitely on on the bucket list for me. But um, yeah, thanks for kind of putting that together and yeah, for absolutely. for for these for the people who will go on it. I'm sure they'll you know. It's they'll a, have amazing experiences. They will. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing. And, you know, I always tell people, bag, steal, and borrow. Go into debt to go to the Holy Land. <laughs> <laughs> not great fina- financial advice, no, but, but not, good spiritual advice. But good spiritual advice. You know, <laughs> it's it's just something that, <laughs> it's it's worth it. <laughs> just telling you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's talk about uh, the the topic for the day. Yeah. Let's talk about change. Change, moves. Moves. Yep. Stuff happening. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I know like about like a month ago, I think we were just like, no, we we were talking about something, and like moves kind of came up, and it was just like, well, I mean, why would anybody move right now? We don't have a bishop, you know. Why not just, you know, stay status quo for, you know, until there's a new bishop in there. And then uh, one day, Father Peter gets announced that he's going to be a bishop. And then, uh, and then you know, from that, everything kind of started to uh, to kind of, kind of like waterfall from there. Yep. Right? That's exactly right. You know, where we're at in terms of like just... Um, you know, seasoned priests that can be pastors. Um, you know, it's, it's, we're fairly limited at the time being. Um, and so, yeah, we're losing Father Peter at the cathedral. You lose a seasoned pastor who's handled having a pastor, uh, a parish with the school, um, and uh, also the rector of the cathedral, which is a, you know, uh, rector of the cathedral is a little bit different than just any other role because it really is, it, it plays a hospitality role. Um, and, and different things, and you have big diocesan liturgy. There's just a lot of different kind of responsibilities. So you got to put somebody there that's probably got some years behind him, and Father Tony Robleski is going to be fantastic um, yeah. for the cathedral, f- for the diocese and the role of the cathedral that it has for the diocese, um, also for Stella Maris. So, so yeah, Father Tony, I think, was probably the first phone call made by Father Bissonnette in I'm terms sure, of, okay, yeah. move him to the cathedral, and then what do you do from there? Um and uh, yeah, that that mean that meant I got a call to go to where he was at St. Francis All Saints and St. Thomas of the Pines um, in Brainerd. It's a they've got a they got a pretty good sized school. It's a it's a large set of parishes when you combine all the families and everything. It's it's one of the largest or the largest in the diocese, I think, in terms of just household numbers. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot going on there, um, from programming to masses to the sacramental stuff. Um, they've got a, a hospital there as well. There's three priests in Brainerd. So there's Father Dan Weiske is one of the pastors in Brainerd too, over at St. Andrews on the south side of town, right? Oh, uh, yep. And then, uh, and then I'll have an associate with me, Father Bo Braun. You know, so there are three priests to cover all this stuff. Um, and there's Father Dan has two parishes, St. Matthias and St. Andrews. Um, but yeah, so we'll, and you know, us and the deacons and other lay ministers help at the hospital. Um, it's an Essentia hospital, St. Joseph's, similar to St. Mary's here in Duluth. 
pretty big hospital. Lots of uh, faith activity going on there, I know. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it's a, they needed somebody to go there, and I've got 12 years of priesthood now. Um, I'm young and have some energy and some experience behind me. Um, I'm familiar with the area. I'd spent, you know, six years down in Cross Lake, and, um, you know, so it, when he called, it was, I didn't want to leave because we've gone through so much, you know. Um, but it's also the reality, like, well, okay, I'm, I get it. Um, I say that kind of humbly, but I, I do get it. You know, I, there's um, where we've got other guys at schools, or maybe just either not ready for moving, taking on a parish of the school is just a whole different dynamic. And I've always wanted that at some point. I just thought it was going to be you later, know, <laughs> later, maybe when I was closer to fifty, <laughs> not not at forty. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I know it's something for me when we kind of found out as a staff. And then I found out, like, oh, okay, like, he's going to Brainerd and to, you know, St. Francis, All Saints. Uh, it was, I mean, obviously, it's kind of, like, some of the first reactions was like, oh, no, like, I don't, you know, it's that, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but then at the same time, like, that's where I grew up. Um, so it was kind of fun for me a little bit to be like, well, yeah, St. Francis is my home parish. Like, you know, that's where, um, that's where I got confirmed. You know, that's where... Like yeah, I mean that's where I grew up. Yeah, I, I went to Saint, I went to that Catholic school that you're you know that yeah. you're going to be in charge of. Like I I went there, so um so it, it, it's kind of it, it's kind of fun um for that, and uh, I was just like oh I mean I think I think you're you know really gonna love it. It's a I mean you you know the, some of the you know you've been around that area before and yeah it's a great area. Um, I'm biased because I grew up there, but I like I love it, and so I'm like I'm super excited for you to go there. Um, well, one of the funny things is that Father Ryan's going to be going from my boss to my mom's boss. Yeah, going to have your mom. She's so. she's bookkeeper there, right? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's one of the one of the. Uh, she's the, not going to quit on day one because of my reputation through you, is she? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. But <laughs> I mean, if she did, it's nothing that I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all on me, probably. <laughs> like, okay, we can't handle him. We're yeah. <laughs> now uh, it's time to move on before he gets here. But so that was that was kind of funny because I you know I think we found out, um, or you told us that you were leaving kind of earlier next or last week. Yeah, and then, and so, and then, and then, you know, in the office, we're all just like, okay, who's, like, who's coming here? Where's he going? You know? Yeah, because I didn't tell you where I was going. Yeah, and then uh, I just said I'm moving. Yeah, and then, kind of like piece it together a little bit because it's like, okay, well, who would make the most sense to to go to the cathedral? Okay, well, I'm Father Tony. That makes sense. And then who would take that? It's like, oh well, I mean, I could see Father Ryan taking that. You know, if he's Especially like like the, the, this here is a large parish, so if it's if you're getting moved, it's probably gonna be larger than here. Yeah, yeah, and it's and th- I mean, just kind of like it's on some levels, it's very similar to here, except for it's got a school. Yeah, so it's very similar to like this current assignment. It's maybe a little bit bigger, but it's it's got that school added to it. That's mm-hmm. the added component of having to oversee a school. Yeah. yeah. So so, but it was it was it was kind of fun to like piece it all together. And then I, I was talking to my mom too, and I was like, oh, I don't know if she knows. You know, so yeah, they I found wanna, out later in the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's kind of it's so kind of funny. I, was, I called her every day to be like, "Hey, you know, how's it going?" <laughs> She's like, "Fine. Why are you calling me again with that question?" <laughs> so it was it was funny, but um, well, and it's kind of like um, it's kind of like you know building up to like the NFL draft. You know, yeah, all the yeah. hype and stuff. Like, what are the moves going to be? And then 
the rumors start or the murmurings are okay, moves are about to be announced, and everybody starts trying to predict like who's going where and who's coming yeah. here, you know. So even like this weekend, I, you know, I announced it, but I wasn't allowed to say who's coming here, and I didn't even know till Saturday night. Um, but it was fun. I, I kept joking that I was gonna I was gonna make boards, yeah, like, with odds, <laughs> like just to have all the priests named, and I was gonna be the house. <laughs> it's like okay, put in your bets. House takes all the losers, and I'll pay out the winners yeah. <laughs> and set up odds on the board, you know, and you guys could have all put bets down. <laughs> yeah. Because it is. It's kind of like, well, who would who'd fit good here and who would do this? I had some of the seminarians over, you know. Uh, they were they were over, and they were staying when I got the call. They didn't know that I had gotten called that morning. Okay. But they got into the whole conversation and topic that night. And they talked and talked and talked about it. And I just kind of sat back and chuckled because I knew at least where I was going and what was happening. But they were trying yep. to they were trying to predict everything because they knew there was going to be moves. How'd they do? They didn't do very good. <laughs> 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 and Scott went down to Father Tony's the next day. And so he's telling Father Tony about, well, we figured out the moves we think. So here's what we think is going to happen. And Father Tony called me <laughs> and kind of laughed. He's like... Yeah, they they told me the, what they came up with. I said, I yeah, I was kind of smiling and chuckling, you know. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, it's interesting, you know. It's um, there there was no plan to move guys, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, May first, it was it sounded like nobody was going to get moved, and then that happened, and it, you know, I think it was. I, I I'll say this, I you know, I was I went through kind of the whole like this is crazy, you know. Um, but then realizing, like, well, no, we needed to do something. But all the all the moves that are on the list, in my mind, they're really smart, and they make sense. Yeah, and like, like it's like a long term plan, and not just like a short term, like, like duct tape. Yep, fix I, it, I think that's the good thing of it. Like, as you look at it, it's like, okay, this these aren't just like, let's put this guy in and fill the spot, and then let, let the next bishop figure it out. Um, I think. Father Bissonnette knows the diocese. He knows us really well. Um, he knows the situations and the dynamics in each of the parishes. Um, and I, I just think they were really bold, good moves that every guy that got assigned this year to a new place could can really, hopefully, right? I mean, we never know, but really be able to probably settle in into those assignments um, for a longer term, probably, hopefully. Based on where we're all at in our priesthood and and how they're how they're assigned, I just think it's they're all great fits for the parishes that they're going to. They're all great fits, I think, for where guys are right now in their priesthood. And I, I just was really impressed when I when I heard the whole list and and saw the whole thing. It, it makes a lot of sense to me, and I just think Father Bissonnet really did a he really did do a good job with this. Um, and what a tough circumstance to have to do it in the midst of, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, with not having a bishop, with COVID, you lose, you lose the cathedral's rector, and you got to put somebody at the cathedral, which is, you know, that's a kind of a big deal to have yeah. to figure out. And and then he stepped forward and he did. He, he made a bold move, and I, you know, as as surprising as it is, and as much as we kind of want to go like, why? Like, I, yeah, I agree. We could have kind of just stayed sort of status quo a little bit, but he stepped out there and he made some moves that I think. That they're going to be good, I think, here in the long run, and uh, and for the long haul, they may not make sense now, but as we get further down the road, a few years, we may well be going. Boy, this is this is this is smart. So, it's you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was reading uh, 
well, uh, the the email that you um, that we sent out here from the parishes via flock note yesterday. I'm sure. Um, I guess I, I haven't read the letter that that went out um, yesterday. Also, same thing. Um, yeah. But same thing. And um, you said something in there is like this wasn't part of my plan, or this was wasn't part of the plan. But you know that doesn't mean that wasn't part of God's plan all yeah. along. And that that was kind of like the part that really like stuck out to me because it's like yeah, you know, um, that was something that um, you know because I, I think I mean who wherever anyone's at. And even like me, I was kind of like, oh man, we made so many, like, we made so many good strides this year, you know? And I mean, I've only been here for a year and you've been here for three years. And I'm sure there's, there's people that have been here for 20 years that have been like, man, we've done so much over the course of these years. And especially, if, I guess, specifically with you in these last three years, it's like, oh, you know, all these things that have happened. And um, so it's, it's kind of easy to have that just reaction of like, ah, oh, well, I guess it was for nothing or just, you know, to kind of have something of that. But then be like, hey, you know, th- this was like just because it's happening the way that you didn't or like we didn't all plan for it to. That doesn't mean that that doesn't that like like they, this could be God's perfect plan. You that's know, right. So that's exactly so right. it's, it's just like uh, like an, an encouraging thought. I think, you know, w- with all I mean, no matter what happens in the world. I and mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's like just because something bad is happening or not even bad, but something unexpected and not desired is happening doesn't mean that it's not actually the best thing for us yeah. right yep i think it's um boy there's so much to be said on that uh so much there's so many directions i could go but two things is one i, I do think that yeah I, I as i've been praying and reflecting in the last two weeks of praying through this jesus is always on the go so as a, as a priest it's just reality your life's not your own and so you go where jesus wants you to go next and the apostles always fought this right so, you know, so I watch, I'm seeing some parishioners reacting like they're, they're, they they want to fight this a little bit, right? And that's good. I mean, there's some, like, good sentiment in it, you know, and I, I get it. But Jesus always looks at the apostles when he's about to do something, he's about to move forward. The apostles always want to, like, say, no, no, you can't go, or you can't do that, or you can't go there. And there's time and time again in the scriptures where Jesus is like, I'm, I'm here to do my Father's will. And that always means movement, you know? Um... And so we see Jesus through the Gospels do that. And so the, the classic analogy is this, really at the crucifixion. He's like, I'm going to Jerusalem to be crucified. And they're like, you can't do that. You need to stay here. Like, things are good here in Galilee. Like, look at how much you've done. Look at all the people that are following. You're building this up. You're going to be the king. Da, 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 da. Right? Jesus, is, Jesus is, is indifferent to that because he's, the Father's calling him to something else. And as a priest, like, having to, like, have the heart and the spirit of Jesus to trust that. And even when it seems like odd and everybody around you and including yourself, you can be like, I don't, I don't, what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Recognizing that, no, God knows best. The Father has his, a loving plan for us. And we see that take place. Even when in the midst of the crucifixion is the most confusing moment for them, right? And they all flee and abandon. But then in the resurrection, how glorious is that as they've come through it and they see, oh, this is what he was going to do. This is awesome. And they even fight his ascending into heaven. They still want to kind of cling to him a little bit. Right? But then the Holy Spirit comes, new grace, right? All these other things then start to happen because they they finally surrender to the will of God. So it's like kind of processing that. The other thing, you know, somebody was using the analogy this morning of like, um, she's just after daily mass, she was saying, you know, Father, I think you've really tilled some good soil and planted some good seeds and there's some growth, you know, from those seeds like a garden, you know? She said, and now, you, you know, you have to go, but they're, they're rooted, and, you know, the next guy can help us continue to grow. And I I love that analogy as well. I think that's where, 
as a as a person, there's a little bit of pride in that, and for me to yeah. let go of because we've gone through so much and we've done so much. Like uh, you know, we've been through a lot of things, good and and tough, right? And uh, like you said, I th- I feel like we're just getting to used to each other. And we're just getting like started almost, and now I have to let go and allow somebody else to to take the reins, you know, and that that um that takes a lot of humbling oneself and, and a lot of letting go and that can be really, really tough to do. Um and to entrust the hard work that we've done to somebody else's care. Um I think that's tough with anything in life, you know? Um there's lots of different experiences that whether somebody's running a business and they eventually have to hand it on to somebody else. Even though they've loved doing it and they've taken pride in it and they brought it to a point, sometimes they're called on to do something else, you know? Um, yeah, so I, you know, I've just gone through a lot of that in prayer and in, in my heart and my head. And there was my, the greatest moment was Saturday evening when I found out who the new pastor was. And it just gave me such a sense of joy and relief. And any, we've got so many good priests, but when I found out it was Father Eli, it's just such a nice fit, you know? And when I heard that, I was like, that's a, really good fit for where the community's at for just personality and all those different things. I think he's just going to do a fantastic job and it's going to just be really, really good. Um, so that, that, that just, it's nice when you're kind of handing the reins over and and going like, wow, you're going to do a better job than I did. And I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited about that, you know, kind of a thing on, on that level. So, and better you know, some people have, I've used that analogy. People are like, don't say better. I was like, well, Okay, not better, but he's going to bring graces here that are needed, you know, and I know mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense to me as I think through it, and and so I, like, let go, and, yeah. Yeah, that, um, there's something that, I mean, I guess I, I've had this thought in my head for multiple years because, um, like, when I was uh, working with Focus and doing, um, you know, being like a missionary, um you know, we'd have uh, these teams of missionaries and they'd have all different sorts of personalities. And it was cool to see the mix, mixing of personalities because there are some people that's like, hey, like I know that I can reach, um, like I can reach this guy when my, my teammate, there's probably no way that he could reach this guy because they just wouldn't, you right. know, they just wouldn't mix. And then I was th- kind of thinking about that like a couple weeks ago. I think I was talking to my mom about it. Like when I went, when I went, when I went home, it was like, uh, you know, it's cool to see the mixture of priests because, like, there's this guy that can connect with this other guy, like, like, like one of my friends from, like, from Brainerd back home. Like, he, um, like, he doesn't really practice his faith anymore, and I grew up with him, and he's connecting through like one of his friends with Father Bo, and I was like, you know, there's probably no other priests in the diocese that probably would be able to connect with this guy the way that Father Bo is able to right yep. now. Like, like, that's just, like, that's so cool. Yep. And whereas there's other people that Father Bo, like, wouldn't be able to connect with. And, and, this is, and so it's just cool to see, like, yeah, there's people that um, are able just to, to be able to do that just naturally, you know? That's what I told, you know, I kind of, I told Matthew LaFontaine that the other day after Sunday Mass this past weekend. I looked at him and I was like, dude, here's the reality. is like, <laughs> God called me here. You know, to get to get you baptized, I baptized you, and now he's like, "Okay, that's all I needed you for. Go." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and because there's a dynamic, like I think, you know, I, I've experienced that very thing in my priesthood, where I recognize 
there's there's some very specific I think people or reasons that God has called me to certain places and and you you learn to recognize it and humbly accept that. Yeah. And then you move on and recognize okay now they're now the Lord's and I help them get to the Lord. You know and that's so important to remember and let go of. And as a priest, when you get to know a parish, you start to like be able to look out and go, you know, this priest or that deacon had an influence there and brought these people to Jesus. And here they are. They're close to Jesus. And even though that person moved on to something else, they're here because of that, you know, and how God has called us in and out of each other's lives, very specifically, I think, at times. And so we, we have to really surrender to that and trust that, eh? I've really learned that, you know, um, that we all bring that gift for building up the church. You know, last week we talked about charisms. Yeah. Charisms. God brings charisms in and out of communities and in and out of our lives to, to build up the kingdom. And I bring a set of charisms. Dan, you bring a set of charisms. Father Eli is going to bring a set of charisms um, that are going to be for the building up of the kingdom and here specifically, you know. And uh, the timing and God's timing of it, we, we just have to let go of it all, you know? And I think in these days, like, it's been like, there's there's nothing else you can do but just let go. It's, like, taught us that, huh? Mm-hmm. It's kind of forced us to let go. And we're so used to wanting and being able to control things. But since December 1st, it's been let go, let go, let go, let go, let go, right? For, like, a lot of us <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, throughout the world. Yeah. But, like, even locally, like, I mean, we had to let go because... The God forced us to, and and bring Bishop Server to heaven. Like, was, you gotta let go. You gotta trust. And Bishop Server would have preached that at his funeral if he preached at his funeral. You know, I think. And from there on out, we've had to let go on so many different levels. And here we are again. And it's God inviting us to let go. Let let me let me build this. Let me do this. And uh, it's scary, but there's also it's also exciting. But. I'm not my personality leans into that a little bit. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, great. Um, what time? Yeah, I'm not watching the timer. I forgot yeah. to set my timer. So we're we're doing all right. We're doing all I right. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> mean, well, this has become longer and longer. We've been talking about this every week. Like at this point, the clock's out of the window. Right. You know, <laughs> people can shut us off anytime they want. Anytime, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've seen some podcasts that are like three hours long. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, we do, we we're, we're kind of joking a little bit before, um, before this, but you know, at least we'll have a clear end of season one for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> end of season one is <laughs> July. We'll probably do in like July, maybe July 12th or something. Yeah. 13th, 14th. Yeah. So, so my move day is July 15th. Mm-hmm. So a, a, a month from yesterday. Yep. So it's a Wednesday. Everybody moves on the same day. So what happens is that, um. Basically, that you know, you're gone by midday, and the new guy comes sometime in the afternoon is usually what we try to do for one another. And there's usually obviously communication of like what's your timing look like. Um, we're gonna probably do some early moving of some stuff um, because Father Tony, Father Tony's got a, like I, I was talking to him this morning like he's got a heck of a month ahead of him. So he's been in Brainerd for 13 years, right? Yep. He's super close to everybody there. Like I feel bad for him because. Like it just there's not like a closure there for somebody who's been there for so long and he's done such good work there and he's so beloved there. Kind of feel bad for him, but there's yeah, anyways. He's he's also not he's gotta pack his stuff up and get ready to move, right? But he's also helping Father Peter move out to Rapid City. <laughs> so he's helping Father Peter pack, yeah, 
They're driving Father Peter, Bishop-elect Peter, out to Rapid City, helping him move. Him and Father Bisson are going to drive back here for our ordinations, the ordination of Matt Miller. And then they're driving back out to Rapid City because Father Peter's being ordained on July 7th, I think, or 9th. Okay. So they're driving back out to Rapid City for the ordination, and then they'll drive back here after that. He'll have his final Sunday Mass and move on Wednesday. Um, so he's going to drive out to Rapid City, South Dakota, twice from, from Duluth. <laughs> Crazy. Move, uh, move Bishop-elect Peter and move himself. Um, so some of us are going to be helping him out with that. So yeah. because Bishop-elect is moving, we can start to help move some of Tony's stuff, and I'm sure there's going to be, you know, there will be plenty of us to help him out. But when they move some of his stuff up, because they can move it up early, because there'll be space, they'll swing by here and bring my stuff back there. Okay, nice. So I think that <laughs> that's wor- some of the wor- planning. Working it out. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to have dinner Friday night and, f- and figure this out. <laughs> well, and um, that's something. Um, when fa- It's funny because Father Tony was up here like last or two Mondays ago. Yeah. And the, but before you even knew anything, right? Got the before, call on Tuesday. Before he, he knew anything. He swung anything by Monday afternoon, something? yeah. Because he wanted to see the convent. He never. He yeah. lived in that house, but he hasn't seen it since the sisters got here. So. Um, but he, um, him, we were talking. And he just celebrated his 25th anniversary of ordination. So he's been a priest for 25 years, and he's been in Brainerd for 13 of them. Yeah. So more than, you know, like... Over half his priesthood. Over half, yeah. 55% of his priesthood has been in Brainerd, which is yep. which is like, yeah, to, to leave that after 13 years, it's like, yep. <laughs> that's got to be tough. Yeah. I mean, leaving after three is tough, but 13 years, like, there's so much... There's got to be so much attachment, you know? Yeah, it's just a totally different, you know, experience. And yet, yeah, because there's there's... Probably deeper attachment because you've been there so much longer. So there's a there's a different kind. It's not as shocking, I don't think. Sure. Yeah. You know, because yep, yep, I get that. I think, I think the anticipation was eventually he was going to move out of there. Um, in the next few years, or you know, um. And once Peter was named, I think everybody there had to be anticipating Tony's the one who makes the most sense to go to the cathedral. Yeah. And he's been in thirteen years in Brainerd, so it's. But it's still sad, and it's still like, it's a big change for them in terms of what they've been used to, Father Tony for so long. Yeah, know? I mean, just thinking, he was in Brainerd when you were when you got ordained a deacon, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like you weren't even a priest yet. He was in Brainerd. Like yep. I don't know, it just you know gives uh like some context of like man, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah. I remember when he got there, I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. About thirteen years ago. Yeah, I was. I was 13 when he got there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and he was... How old is Tony right now? He was close to my age. I think he was a little bit older than me. He was 12 years into his priesthood, like I am. And, but I think he was a little bit older. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I don't He's know. He's in his 50s. He is, yeah. Yeah. But. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed that, you know, am I ready to take on that assignment? It's certainly something, like I've always said, like, I'd love to be in those parishes, but I was thinking, like, when I'm, like, 50. Yeah. You know, it'd been great to go there when I was 50, lots of years and experience behind me, because it's a big assignment. So I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, although I, w- I, was, um, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to um, Father Ryan about, uh, so at St. Francis, they just, uh, they just did a big... Um, 
yeah kind of project and they added new office space because the offices were really just it was like a house it was really weird i mean yeah it was a house it, yeah yeah it was it was just the a house and they're actually turning it back into a house again now it was a house that would like yeah um, but but they just built new, brand new offices and social they, hall. they did news like social hall kitchen, they re- right? they redid the kitchen they redid the social hall, and then they have like a like a like a open space I don't even know what to call like a it. Gathering but space yeah, a gathering space. Yeah, and so it looks it looks great. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't um, seen any of the n- new add-ons. Yeah, so. it it looks fantastic, and they have amazing office space. And if anyone's seen me, Karen, and Paul's desk all crammed <laughs> into one room here at St. Lawrence, <laughs> I am so jealous of the office space. I'm sending you pictures. I think once in a while, like, oh, Dan. Yeah, I know. How are the three amigos in the, uh, in the office today? So I was. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, man, that's gonna be so nice. And then uh, All Saints, they're they're building a brand new, brand new a brand new church. Summer. Like, um, it's been, from my understanding, it's been established. Like, it, the church became established like thirteen or years ago, or I don't know, maybe yeah, like fifteen. No, like I, no, I no, no, no. It was because I was, I was, I was a seminarian when they were having those dis- discussions. So, I sent, anyways, okay, I've got connection there in terms of like, when I was a seminarian, Bishop Schnur said, "Go down there, and they're going to be having discussions about starting a new parish. So they're going to be studying things and talking." So that was when I was. It was after my s- third year of seminary theology school. My first summer as a seminarian, I served at All Saints with Father Chris McCuskey for like two months before I went back to Rome. Okay, and I think that was their very first summer. So two thousand and so I think they've been twelve years of parish. Okay, yeah, so. Uh, and they're finally just kind of building. I think they started building it. Yeah, they've right? started building. They, 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 from they, my understanding, they yeah. broke ground, so that'll be exciting to kind of you know jump I, in that. You know, what I found out last night. Hmm. So I've got these good friends in Hibbing. Um, that my two years there, I'd become really good friends with them, and Mary Jo and Mike. And uh, I did their daughter's wedding. Okay, maybe I don't know how long ago, but her husband they. Her, their daughter and hus- her husband live in Baxter now, the Brandon Baxter area. Her husband is the um, GC or the main the guy on the project. He's the head, oh, okay. of, he's the head of the project. And and you married them? I or? married him. That's yeah. awesome. I did their wedding, which yeah. is kind of cool. I was like, she told me that last night. I was like, oh, cool. It'd be good to reconnect with them. I, mean, I don't know him very well, but I'm going to be working with them a lot this <laughs> yeah. summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, Pray for him. Yeah, um, and then... There's a St. Thomas of the Pines, and that that's just like a seasonal church that they um, use in the summertime. Yeah, they use in the summertime. It's ba- it's on the Mad- Maddens. Yeah. It's it's right on the Maddens Some like campus, course. which is yeah one of the big um one of the big resorts down there, and yep. it's such a big like summer. I mean, the, the, I would say a similar way that Duluth is, like Duluth's a big tourist destination, but like the Brandon Lakes area, it's a big like a lot of people have cabins, so they come up there and they stay there for yep. like the summer. So did you hear that, people? Like, you know, I know Lake Superior is beautiful, but, you know, you can come visit in the Brainerd Lakes area. There's lots of opportunities if you like golfing, fishing, boating. There's lots of resorts, VRBOs, all that kind of stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. So come to the Brainerd Lakes area and see me because <laughs> I'm going to miss you. <laughs> so we're putting a plug in for tourism down there. Yeah. Well, uh, there's Paul Bunyan Land. Paul Bunyan Land. I used to See, work people, there. See, people, I'm telling you, you need to come for <laughs> vacations in Brainerd. And uh, just... I, did, did you know I used to work at Paul Bunyan Land? Oh, really? Yeah, I worked there uh, one summer um, in high school. And let's just say, I mean, maybe I wouldn't re- recommend going on some of the bigger rides. The kid rides, totally safe. 
the the more like you know uh like the ferris wheel some of the like roller coaster i don't know if i'd go on them i'm just i'm just letting you just, everyone know just, if, if anyone goes on a trip to brainerd Road, and goes to public land i'm not saying don't. it's not safe but i'm not saying that i would go on it <laughs> Well, we've got a we've got a f- few weeks ahead of us, and yeah, I'm sh- I'm I'm sure we'll we'll have some more conversations that ramble on and go over and fifty I, minutes. Yeah, and I think you know because this conversation has gone all different directions. And y- here's the thing, folks. Um, just to wrap it up here is yeah, there's going to be a like the roller coaster <laughs> of some different emotions, you know, um, and some different thinking. But it, go through the kind of sad parts because we're all. At least for me, you know, there's going to be sad parts, and I'm going to have those moments and moments of reflection and gratitude, where you're going to think back and remember on things and be just super grateful and go, "Wow, so grateful for that." Let let yourself be grateful, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be mourning it either. It's like it's, it's a gift that's always there. Then, and then there's some excitement too. So there's sadness, there's gratefulness, um, and there can be excitement. So like, I don't want you to. Just as much as I need to get excited for where I'm going, I want you to be excited for Father Eli and for what what can happen here and what's going to be happening. And as you get to know more about him, like to be excited about it and don't be afraid to show that and don't be afraid to express that or talk about it or start start talking about just being excited for having a, a new young pastor who's who's a really really solid and good man and um, going to be able to step in and walk with you. So uh, yeah, and and the fears, you know. There's fears that come with that. I'm scared to death, too, of moving and all that. So, anyways, yeah. Yeah, well. Um, but let's have some fun here in the next month, you know? Yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's enjoy it, mourn it, get excited for it, you know, all, all of it. All of it. Let's do all of it. Yep. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us uh, this week on the Catholic Duluth Show, and uh, we will see you next week. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised.